0: Mommy. <laughs> mommy, 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 Did me mommy. trouble! Mommy. mommy, mommy, are you okay? Mom. mom! Hi, my name is Jordan, and I'm a mom. Hi, Jordan. This, this is, Mommy's is Mommy's Anonymous. Welcome to Mommy's Anonymous Season Two, Episode Two. Um, we are back in the studio. I am 29. I know you guys can tell. I look a little older, more mature. And I'm a little wiser because I've been 29 for about four days now. We had an amazing weekend. Daz threw me a surprise birthday party. And it was so cute. We had everybody was wearing black. There was pink up lighting. I was wearing white. He made sure I did not wear black to the party like I wanted to. Um, he's like, not that one. Not that black one. Not that black one. But it was really nice. The whole everything The everybody that I wanted to be there was there. I had um, my brother flew in town, my friends that live in California flew in town, and so it was like, I didn't have to miss out on anybody being there. Um, My little brother was the only one that wasn't there, but he's a student, so he's a senior at Arizona State, so he gets a pass. But I just really had a good time. I was overwhelmed with emotion. And I'm so glad that I was able to contain my tears and my crying that night because I got my makeup done. Dad's had an appointment for me. Like, I would have been pissed if I had messed my makeup up. But I looked really good. I was was pleased. My grandparents were able to be there. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people aren't. um, Well, I think I have been one to not be as grateful for the fact that my grandparents are here and alive and able to still come out to all of my occasions. So... Um, I really enjoyed seeing them there as well as my mom and, you know, the regular people. But it was just really nice to be surrounded by love and just seeing people show up for me was different than people showing up for my kids' parties. So I don't know if that kind of felt different. I don't know. I'm like somebody asked me who I was I'm most surprised to see, but I was just surprised to see everybody that showed up for my occasion and then she explained, like, anytime we come out for your kids, that's your thing, too. Like, we're coming for you. The kids are cute and great. But, like, so that felt good to hear. I haven't had a really – I've never been on my way to my party um, and never felt, like, what that feels like to be celebrated um, in that way. So that was really nice. I was happy that we did that, but I cry so much y'all. Like, I don't know how long is postpartum last? Like, what is, what is the deal? I thought it was going to be over after about a year. Dash just turned two and I'm still crying at the drop of a dime and ruin my entire day. So I'll be exhausted from crying. Now I need a nap and I wake up cause I haven't been productive because I've been crying then you remember what you're crying about and you cry about every single thing else that there is to cry about in the world. And I'm like, this can't be like a normal response to you know, missing a deadline, it can't be. So I'm just fighting with the constant hormonal changes of uh, motherhood and I'm like, I don't know when I'm gonna be balanced out, but it's difficult to deal with that and try not to annoy my husband. Cause like on a scale of one to 10, how annoying do you think you are to your husband? Like, I would say this past week I might have been a 10, but it was my birthday, so I was trying, I don't know, it might have been a special case, but it just feels like I, I'm, I look at my kids as whiny at times, and maybe I'm whiny. Am I irritating? Am I the drama as well? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, but Diz told me the other day that he stays up sometimes after I go to sleep and enjoys himself as if I am exhausting him but he just wants an hour without me which is a little crazy to imagine that the day doesn't end when I fall asleep but I just I had no idea that you could smoke without me like what are you talking about why don't you wake me up (laughs) but I'm trying to get over that we spend so much time together that I guess it does make sense to want to have a break from being asked to do things all day so I just I didn't know I didn't know I could possibly annoy him um, but the kids are back in school. I'm sure everybody's happy to hear that For me and Dez. They were out for eight weeks and it was a long, loud, um, toddler filled eight weeks, like coming up with different activities for them or no activities at all. And then being frustrated because they're annoyed with being around grown people that want to just hang around each other like me and Dez want to hang out during the day. I think I want to hang out with Diz, and I want to work, but the kids want us to play with them and they want to fight with each other. Now they're in daycare and it feels so much better to have a couple hours to straighten the house up to get back to like step one, like a clean slate every day. We've been more excited to pick them up for school or just to see them at the end of the day. Like they don't even need to get picked up till five, but we've been picking them up at like four o'clock. Like we clearly miss them. and It's been great. I miss them. It's fun to see them run up to us when we pick them up cuz they're so excited. We always think Dash is going to fall and I, it's going to happen cuz he's so fast. But he just is excited to see us, but I'd like that he has somebody that's doing activities with him all day cuz I'm not the one. Like I don't want not that I'm not the one. I don't want to be the one all the time. I would prefer if he was with people who We're trained in early childhood learning so that they can teach him things that would be beneficial. Because I think that playing with them with Toy Story toys, that's not necessarily teaching them anything. And I don't want them to fall behind because we're just playing around at home. So now they have some structure and hopefully their behavior will start to um, improve because they'll be around more kids and they will be more social once they start seeing that in school you have to listen to certain directions there's certain times as you sit and stand our kids don't even like to sit down and eat half the time because they just you know they're wild um i blame the parents really they just i mean we really by the time we get to the end of the day and it's dinner time i know i don't really i just don't like them to cry y'all know that i don't like hearing all of the sobbing and i think that the energy that the kids bring in with all the crying is what kind of like gets my crying going like it's just a it's like being in a room full of tears and and whining that I just feel like I naturally get get there and so i feel like i absorb their emotions so when they hurt i hurt like or when they're being like in danger i'm anxious for them because they don't know how to be afraid of anything dash has like no fear jumping off of a couch and I'm thinking he's gonna like break his ankle every single time. So that gives me anxiety. So while Denim is three and can jump off of a couch without, you know, twisting his ankle, cause he can like, you know, he understands what his limbs are doing cause he's three. When they say to infinity and beyond, Dash is sliding off the couch with his legs locked to come off the couch. And it's like, this is a bad idea, but he's doing exactly what Denim's doing. But I don't like to watch all those dangerous activities all day because I'm just a ball of nerves. So I've been working on my anxiety. I'm sure you guys are wondering how. Uh, They want me to be taking medication for my anxiety, but that makes me so sleepy. I lost my medicine that makes me not sleepy. So now I'm like spiraling a little bit. So that might be a problem too. But we're getting there, guys. I think that a lot of the figuring out what is anxiety and what's postpartum depression like what are these different triggers that i have what is making me cry why am i faster to anger on certain times you know at certain times and other like i'm trying to figure it out but it feels like a hormonal imbalance and i'm not sure if you guys are dealing with this so far after babies like when does it end is this like a toddler phase of postpartum like are people studying what's happening to us after babies come out a year after like who who's doing the follow-up i think that we need to kind of look into that because i'm thinking i'm going crazy but it could just be motherhood so um in addition to the babies going back to school we now have a second grader i know we talked about that briefly on the last episode because dallas has been very excited about being with his friends and he doesn't really like not having time with them he had a kind of a hard time adjusting to being not in a school setting for the entire summer, even though he did do the summer camp, he was excited to get back to his friends and seeing them on a daily basis. But the second grade has proven to be a little bit more challenging for both the student and the parents. We have been spending a little over two hours a night on homework. And I don't think Dallas is really he, he does sit down pretty well. He has the normal attention span of a child. Like He wants to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes just to walk around and shake it off a little bit. But we've been trying to get more involved with the homework process. I think I have realized that personally I was taking a step back from the school and the after school homework process for the last year because I felt so awful with the e-learning. I feel like I was overloaded with school responsibilities that year and I don't think I did any homework last year like for first grade so I do apologize for that but I can't it was a huge recovery I don't want to do kids work and I would rather just give him all the answers and the would be nowhere because I get frustrated and instead of like asking him the same question over again I'm just like the word is again and it's like you know he didn't even he doesn't deserve that he needs patience and Dez is more patient but we've been Yesterday, we sat down, all three of us, and we're just trying to do it as a unit after the babies go to sleep and work on his homework. But I'm not a teacher, and obviously they are trained. But the way that we have to teach him how to do spelling words is like super duper against my learning style. So I'm having kind of a hard time teaching him in addition to doing the assigned work. We have to think of the ways that we think Dallas would best learn how to spell these words because this is all leading up to a spelling test. So, for example, we have to do a a, a worksheet every day or whatever with these spelling words. And it's like a riddle. So Dallas is intrigued with the riddle more so than he's thinking about how to spell the word. So it's like something that breaks a nighttime fast. And the word is breakfast and Dallas like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. like it's like it's a riddle. So it's like, what is the lesson here? And how many days are we doing riddles until we need to be repetitively doing flashcards and like doing I don't know, my learning style is different. But you know how school is so different. They do math different than we did and they do everything so different that we have to kind of take a lesson as well as how we're supposed to teach them. Like I need a parenting teaching class (laughs) like how do i help him how do i help the teachers how am i supposed to enforce like the same stuff y'all are doing at school if that's not the way i even learn i'm like if i was him how would i know how to spell breakfast how would is this riddle gonna help me make take it there or is you know just going over flashcards flipping it over making him write it three times each so now we make him do all three methods your teacher's method I make the flashcards. Dad's writing the thing three times, you know, with him, getting the paper set up for that. But now we're doing work for until 1030. He's getting frustrated. And we just want you to do, you know, well on the test. And we don't want you to fall behind. Um, But I don't want to be... I don't want to be a lax parent when it comes to school, and like me and Dez are super on the same page with that. Like we don't have—I'm not saying we don't have rules. Our kids are very obedient. We just they, our house is a little loosey-goosey, but not with school. We're not about to do that. We—he is in a gifted school. We want to make sure he continues to be in the place where he is on pace. Like he's in an advanced school, but if he starts falling behind, you know, just on he—that's going to frustrate Dallas. So it would make. More sense if we first before getting frustrated with Dallas and his work ethic and how he does with his tests and stuff. We're like, let's put forth all of our efforts to make sure we're doing our part as parents too. Like, what have we done? Everything we could with him with his homework. Have we done everything we could with studying with him? No. So when he doesn't do as well on the spelling test, no, we're not upset with him. But I know that kind of messes with Dallas, and I don't want him to be feeling. Um, uncomfortable or insecure when they call on him to read or when it's his turn like i'm like do y'all have to stand up and say these words out loud is this a spelling bee and then yesterday i was like we should watch Aquila and the bee maybe he will like you know i'm like what can i do to make spelling fun for him what can I? dallas is super competitive like his mother i think we all do y'all all think that you your kids act just like you every single thing they do i'm like they act just like me that's so cute but maybe i don't know they act like both of us but i see a lot of the things uh, he's so competitive he will do so much better if we're timing him you know or do better if it's a race between him and his baby brothers but he likes to be the incentive of winning something is what kind of drives him so i'm like let's 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 lean into it lean into the competitiveness do i need to set up a dry race board do i need what do we need to do so i think i'm i think this year i will kind of tap back into my homeschool bag and kind of revisit some of those things. Now that the babies are getting a little older, they can deal, they can use some repetitive alphabet, um, you know, m- you know, memorize, they have to go over these things too. So maybe revisiting these things with the babies and baby phonics work will help Dallas too, just to revisit it because we kind of lost our footing during the pandemic. I know I can't even think back to that time and think of a positive day that i think he learned everything he could have learned he would have done so much better in school every day i thought i did a good job and a good lesson the teacher would have done a million times better like she has a lesson plan i'm just sitting here buying toys and games off of amazon and that stuff's really cool stuff i remember doing as a kid like i i didn't know it was gonna last as long as it did so i don't think i prepared myself for a full year of lesson planning like how do i want him to get from point a of basic sight words to the end where we're reading a chapter book how do I get there I wasn't planning on that I thought I was just filling the gap of time during the pandemic now we're two years into it and I feel like that missing piece of kindergarten structured learning was lost and it's not going to be able to be found but unless I include Dallas in the teaching of the baby stuff like with denim and dash mainly denim um so I think Doing it like that and kind of making Dallas the teacher will help him learn some uh, of the basics and the stuff that I think we just need more repetition. We need to reading more to them. And, you know, reading is hard to babies if one of the babies is trying to spill stuff on the page and turn the page and rip it like that's very hard now. That's not very exciting for me to want to read to the other kids who are sitting patiently while Dash tries to destroy the book. But. He he'll learn, I guess, if we do it more. This is what you do. You're supposed to sit down. We're learning, but he's um the bigger dash gets, the more intimidating enforcing these rules gets because he's just so defiant and he's but he's so big and he's so heavy and I'm like I not that I don't feel like I can take him because he's 34 pounds, but I don't want to be rough with him because he's 34 pounds. But he be knocking me over like or like pulling away from me and it's oh like I don't know. I don't think I'm big enough to be the disciplinarian and they don't they still don't really look at me with I don't want them to look at me with fear um they don't really look at me like they want to listen I'll say that they don't look at me like when they see me come in the room they want to stop touching whatever they're touching they just smile or something and it's like they think I'm a joke uh but I don't know I think this is a mommy issue because usually when the daddies walk in the room they tighten up or they you know they try to act like they know what you know they know the rules but with me i get frustrated cuz if y'all aren't going to listen to me then i'm just going to leave i'm just if y'all're not listening i'm going inside cuz i don't want to stand out here telling y'all not to you know make the slide face down the stairs in the basement like they push it all the way to the edge there's so many things that give me anxiety and Dad's just letting them chill letting them be boys and they kind of adapt and respond best to that but i don't know all the kids aren't the same though dallas is um obviously Dallas is more of my our Well, our parent number three, making sure the kids are in line. And sometimes he takes his role way more seriously than he needs to like yelling at the kids, like Dash, why are you doing that? And it's like, dang, like, you know, you don't have to, you can be on his side and just come and tell us that he's doing something dangerous, but just kind of help him. So he doesn't see you as like the mean big brother. Um, but Dallas just try to keep him safe, and I'm glad we have an extra set of eyes on them. And it's getting a little easier to send them places because Dallas will be like, "I'll help," you know, whoever the babysitter is, like, "I'll help him," you know, with them. And he he knows what they're saying a little bit. He kind of tries to figure out what they want. He at least has the desire to make sure that his brothers are taken care of. I don't think he cares about whoever's watching them having a better time, but he feels like he knows best how to take care of them, and he does in a situation where he's being they're being babysat so in that regard i think we're doing a great job with raising them like in a sibling environment denim looks after dash and dash will i don't think he looks after anybody but he's the biggest he's gonna be the big one so he's gonna be really kind of i just want them to support each other i think the sibling thing my siblings and i i desire more of a relationship with them i wish they lived in the states with me but i'm um I still think that I wanna keep their relationship close. Diz and his siblings are so close. I don't wanna say so, so close, but they are very close for, uh, I've seen closer families, but they see each other often. He sees his brother less than his sister. She lives closer. But I want a relationship like that. I want my kids to see us interacting with our siblings. I want them to see us interacting with our parents so they can see that this is a normal way to be with a family or our way to be. I won't say normal. But I think that building our new traditions, building our new, um, seeing different family members at different times, being able to know who the people are, I don't really explain like, oh, this is my grandmother. I just start, we just start calling them something. Dallas doesn't really know the connection with me to the people. He knows the names. Like, I'm like, this is Auntie Whoever. But he might think that's my sibling, but this is like my mom. It's just a lot. I feel like I need to be more expressive in telling them who these people are. So they... Because Dallas walks up to people like, I have no idea who you are. It's like people is frowned upon. People really don't like that, especially when it's his aunt. So, but yeah, I'm we're working on the family, outside family. But we have our uh, young party of five thing on lock in the house. The kids are they I'm, I'm very I'm very pleased with their relationship with each other because there's no I don't think it's any sibling rivalry. They're obviously seeking our attention. But who doesn't? So, you know how we think that our kids are they act just like us. So do you think that the, our kids have our same learning style? Like how we are, me and Dez have our different ways that we want to teach Dallas how to um learn his spelling words and do his homework like how what do the kids adapt from us naturally? Do are, is Dallas going to be a better test taker than I was or should I prepare for him to have equally as much anxiety that I have? So I'm trying to prepare him like Dallas, if you were having a time test, You're you're not going to do very well because you're taking two hours to do this one piece of paper. Like you have to skip over questions. If you don't know it. you got to go back or you're going to stop at number three. So it's like different things that I know about to help me get over my test anxiety or help me pass the test because I know how to do use context clues or should I just let him just feel out how he experienced tests and stuff like I don't really know how to do it as a parent i'm preventative like i just don't i like to solve all the problems before they arise and I know that that i i don't want to be making him more anxious with my um past the things that have happened to me in the past and not anything bad but I know I have difficulties when it comes to reading and comprehending like i read faster than and I don't look at the questions first so now i learn to read the questions first before you start um reading the passage like do i tell dallas those little tips and tricks or do i let him figure out what he needs to know for his learning style but as much as i have observed so far he has the same type of attention like paying attention issues that i have and i do have adhd i didn't get diagnosed until my adulthood So I don't want to push that onto my child. I just see that he has a harder time paying attention, but he is a child, so I think that's a kid thing. So I wanna kind of do the little things that you're supposed to do to help with that besides medication. I think kids just don't have long attention spans. I don't think they can concentrate on things that they don't care about. These are not, it's like buying books that Dallas likes or letting him buy, buy books from the book fair most likely will encourage him to read more than me giving him a book about something he doesn't care about. And it'll be more interesting to want to turn the page and keep reading this chapter book if it's something that you like. So I don't like just making you read the school book. I want you to bring the book in the car with you that you like to read for leisure instead of just sitting there. Um, but it'll just kind of help him with his reading and help him with the repetition of it all. And but a lot of the things that I learned, I was kind of, uh, reading was a punishment for me. Reading wasn't like, it re- wasn't fun. It was never something I wanted to do because my reading time equaled my TV time in my house. So because I didn't feel like reading, they would be like, okay, well the only way to get her to read is if we tell her she can't watch TV. The only time I would read for two hours is if like the Cheetah Girls were coming out with a new movie or something. So I'm like, I gotta watch two hours because I gotta watch Raven. Um, tonight, or you know, Friday night, the Disney Channel movie thing, we weren't allowed to watch TV, I wasn't allowed to watch stuff outside of Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, we weren't allowed to watch Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, so outside of that, I couldn't really watch shows, so I didn't really care, so I didn't read because of that, and it feels like I... I don't want to push the non-reading vibe to Dallas because I do think and I have experienced my friends enjoying reading for fun. They're not going to see that in me. They're not going to see me sitting around just reading a book. But I do do a lot of research, so I do read, and reading is something that you're going to need forever. And yesterday when we were doing homework, Dez was telling Dallas, like, this is the foundation of all of your education and your life. Like This is something you need to know how to do forever so some things like the pythagorean theorem those things we haven't used since and we look up and we're like what the heck do we need to know y equals m x plus b whatever the hell that freight whatever the equation was i still don't know it and i didn't need to know it which is great but i think the ability to learn they give you all this information see if you can sort it out in your brain see if you can remember to pull it up at different times when you have a test can you retain this information just working different muscles in your brain that you're going to need to use as an adult. It's like human training that they're in right now. Like it's teaching you all the skills you need to know for life. But I don't want it to not be fun for him. I don't want it to seem like do well in school or you're going to get your stuff taken away. I want it to be like do well in school so you can get something. And like as a reward for continuing to do well. I think kids, they thrive with from bribery. Like they, and that's how we all do. That's why we go to work, so we can get paid. It's not. There's nothing that happens without a reward. Um, that people continue to do all the time. People run races so they can win a prize. So, the only thing that people like you don't. Kids shouldn't. Uh, don't don't give kids pri- uh, rewards for getting A's. They're supposed to do that, and it's like, but they don't have to. And a lot of kids don't. So you should reward your kid for whatever they're doing well at, whatever that they're exceeding in, and encourage them so that they continue to do it. Because if you don't pay attention and you make getting good grades seem like just another day of living and breathing, then what is what if they decide that they don't want to do it no more because you didn't notice one way or another? And then you only give them attention when it comes to school when they're doing poorly. So I want to give them the same amount of attention when they're doing well. We're going to be all over your homework. When you're not doing so well, we're going to be all over it too because school is important to us and i feel like it was important for me to have somebody on top of me i know i talk a lot of shit about my mom be- my mom being a stay at home mom but she did make sure we had our work done like i didn't have a 4.0 which is unimaginable for somebody that had a parent that was there all the time and a parent like mine like she really i can't believe i didn't have perfect like straight a's i'm going to make sure dallas does well cuz i'm right here like i don't know she didn't, I I don't know, it's not, I don't know how much control of my grades she had, but I did my homework every day, we sat down at the table, put our phones on the counter, like we had times that we did nothing but homework, I couldn't do stuff until I did my stuff, it was never, homework was always at the forefront for me, and for me to have such challenges with paperwork and reading things. Like I have a lot of issues with that type of stuff, sitting down and focusing right now as an adult. it get, It's hard for me to sit and read something for an hour without getting up and moving around and wanting a snack and wanting a break. So I couldn't imagine doing it as a kid and being forced to do it without any type of reward at the end of the tunnel. And knowing I didn't continue my education like to college levels and stuff like that, it kind of makes me mad. Cause I do, I, I just, I feel like I'm smart enough to have completed college, but I just, I don't want to, what it takes for me to be smart enough and how much concentration and how much brain power it takes for me to do well at stuff. I don't, I'm tired. I'm too tired to sit and do do well for straight A's. Like I can make money without having a degree. So I will be going to school just so a teacher could tell me I'm smart. So my motivation is not, um, in a, in a collegiate space but I want my kids to go wherever they want to go wherever whatever my kids need to do after high school to perfect their craft or perfect their so if, if one of them wants to be a doctor obviously the next step is going to school but if one of them wants to do something different I want you to go and further your trade if you need to do some more um, training for your trade, I want them to do that. So I want to be able to prepare ourselves, our finances for not just college. And no, it's not just like I want to, you can go to college and I'm not supporting you if you don't go to college. I just want to support whatever their continued education is going to be or whatever whatever they need to do to get to the next level. Damn, ambulance driving by, but... It's like I'm. I just I'm so forward thinking that I get so wrapped up in the future, and I have a seven, a two, and a three year old. But I'm really. I'm just trying to think of like what do they want to be, what do they want to do? Like what what more can I do for them right now to prepare them for later? How much more intentional can I be about every single thing that we do so that I don't have to regret anything? Like you don't have to have any regrets if you plan right. And I don't know. I'm a Virgo. I'm very. Um, I'm a planner. I love to know i don't like the unexpected um but i with my kids you can't plan everything but right now we kind of do have our grasp on them like people say there's going to be a time where they're not going to want to sit on your lap and they're not going to want to hugs and all that stuff like we have them right now so like while we have this little bit of control we we can mold them a little bit and kind of encourage them in the way that we want them to go Um, while still watching what they're interested in. So I'm just trying to be intentional. Always, you know, that's my favorite word. Being intentional about parenting right now so I can be a more appreciated parent later, um, I guess. And if that's, I feel like that might be a little selfish for me. Not, I just don't want my kids to come back like, why didn't you do that? Like how I do with my mom. I don't want them to do that. And I know I do it right now. Like, why did you do this? whatever i can prevent from having that conversation, you know, 20 years down the line. That's what i'm trying to do right now. So. So i feel like my chronic desire to plan every single aspect of my life like leads me to being anxious and leads me to being like depressed too because like how do i not backwards plan as well like if i didn't do this then this wouldn't have happened if i didn't do this i think about that every single day like every move i make if i had woken up five minutes earlier i would have been able to make a better lunch like you know all the things i regret every moment of wasted time is disgusting to me and i'm disappointed in myself so i don't want (laughs) to continue on like this but how do i cope with like the grieving with the bakery and all of that stuff without also regretting every day I spent there if it wasn't going to work out like if it wasn't going to be the way I intended it to be how is this not something that I shouldn't have ever started like how I go back to you know okay somebody said like when you're in a relationship and things are going well when you talk about bad times it's a really pleasant like you're like oh but it was worth it it wasn't that bad but if you're in a bad mood and you're like ah oh, that, that nigga was doing this this that like it's like it, your whole perspective changes so now that I'm outside of the business I'm like if I never had a bakery at all when instead of not going to Korea with Dez when he was uh when he went away for the army I could have been there with him without you know without keeping him away from Dallas for the time that he was away like him leaving after the wedding all the things that have transpired because I had a bakery that I thought was gonna be around forever. Like I only wanna do stuff that's gonna be here forever. I don't wanna do nothing temporary, I don't wanna do anything that I don't wanna meet nobody, I'm not gonna know next year, I don't wanna do that. So things, life is so unpredictable that you can't really control that, but I try to control all the things in between. You can't control death and all that, but stopping a business felt like something controllable, like feeling, Like I made a mistake is hard for me to recover from when Dallas isn't doing as well as he could have been doing had I not been pouring so much into the bakery. If I had given every ounce of energy that I put into my bakery, into my kids, into my marriage, into my friendships, into my whatever else I set my mind to, it's kind of hard to recover from that like it's I'm not just grieving the bakery I'm grieving all of the time that I've wasted all of the opportunities that I let go and that I missed and all of the things that I could have been better at if I had given 12 years to that instead so I have to constantly like give myself these pep talks like no it was great like baking was fun right and it's like I'm I'm annoyed by it right now like I'm annoyed with the idea of wasting so much time. And I think after I live a a little bit longer, it'll seem like less time wasted, but it's been half of my life. And um, it's kind of like telling somebody who played basketball in high school that they should continue to play basketball right now, all the time, if they didn't make it to the league. I don't want to talk about making cakes no more. I don't want to talk about doing anything that isn't making a million dollars. So if that's not what we're talking about, I just it's I'm really kind of I'm just turned off by it. And it doesn't feel like other people understand that that aspect of my of my um, grieving process. I don't know which part of it is, but it's a it's hard for it's a hard pill to swallow. At the same time of being grateful at the skills that I've picked up and, you know, the marketing and blah, 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 like, oh, my God, we're so grateful. I'm still just upset with the time that I wasted, the time that I was away from my kids, the time that I poured more into other people's kids and their parties. And then me not even thinking to have a cake for my kids party. That type of stuff pisses me off. But and I have to, like, have a little cry by myself about the fact that there's no cake for my kids and then, you know, I'm down a rabbit hole. Like, how do you get out of this when you slip and fall down a rabbit hole of regret? And I, I don't think I'm alone in this, but it's super extreme these days, which is why I say, like, how long does this postpartum stuff last? Because I feel like it has something to do with my hormones. So I'm so overly emotional to the point that it feels like, when i start it i can't stop and i won't be able to have a better day until tomorrow and then how do you deal with that when you have 3 children around you at all times that don't care about your mental breakdown that you're having today they don't care they're going to have their own separate mental breakdown you know and and recover and they and they are probably exactly what you need to get you out of the gutter too so at the same time as i want them to i want them to see me as a human so them seeing me crying doesn't really make me upset but after I cry I try to tell Dallas what I was crying about like I'm just a little overwhelmed with work or I'm just a little overwhelmed with this and um then I won't think that he's going to school telling everybody that his mom just sobs every day so I think that if I give him some more information and try to be transparent he doesn't have to grow up and think I don't want him to think I made it look easy either like some people like that. They think that's a compliment. It's not. I don't think it's a compliment to make stuff look easy. I just want to be transparent. If I make things look good, that's fine. But it it's it's not easy. There's nothing about anything that we do every day that's easy, which is why I'm like single moms. I don't understand how they do it because I couldn't imagine getting three living children together every single morning out the door to their spaces by myself and I need this so I don't know how anybody does anything without a partner a somebody a support system a village that seems impossible to me so I'm grateful for the people around but I know I'm making their lives miserable by being equally as sad as the kids all the time and equally as much of a emotional wreck I would consider myself an emotional wreck these days Like, we couldn't even record last week because I was crying. Like, I was just stopping. I don't even... I just... It was just a lot of crying. Um, But if you guys know somebody that helps with crying, please let me know. I'm just some... I just think I'm a loose cannon. I don't want them putting me on medication to tell me um, that that'll help because the medication making me more tired and less productive is not something that's going to help with anything for me. And being able to try to fight this whole anxiety depression motherhood thing medication list kind of was feeling a little bit better for me than uh it felt like a little bit of a cop out to take medicine cuz i think they're just trying to sedate me out of anxiety and um i think different coping mechanism being on a schedule like having the kids on a schedule being consistent Um, going and getting groceries so we can cook dinner, like doing different things kind of helps with my anxiety rather than taking medicine that makes me too tired to function. So I'm trying to figure out. I think that moms have to deal with their anxiety and mental illness a little bit different than the regular public, because if you don't have kids, you can you can self-medicate. I don't feel like I can self-medicate because I have other kids in the house. Like, you shouldn't drive heavy machinery, but should I be parenting on this medication or what? Because I don't know if I can make proper judgment. I don't know if I can, you know, if I'm going to tell you, okay, don't do your homework because I'm too tired to do it because I've taken medication that makes me too tired. I don't like that. So do I get to work on my mental health now or when my kids are out of my house? I'm not sure. Um, So I think that's why people need such a good support system because you don't really know what people are going through. You don't really know. think that motherhood is best when you have the optimal amount of money, the best mental state, like your status has to be like impeccable. You have had the best luck with breastfeeding, the best luck with sleep training. Like those are all of the ways and the only way that I think motherhood will be easy in the least bit. And no mom has all of those things. So it's just really hard. Like it's a it's a impossible thing that we all manage to do every day. So, I just I think we're doing a good job, but it's hard to know when you're able to take care of yourself and will that stop you from taking care of your kids at the same time. So, my mom guilt of the week is Obviously related to Dallas because that's where everything has been coming from. He got a 7 out of 10 on his spelling test. And I really feel personally, like I feel like that's a personal thing for me. It has nothing to do with Dallas and his ability to learn. I just feel like I haven't been putting forth enough effort. So I did make the flashcards, make the color coordination, trying to figure it out. I'm going to put more effort in. But for me, as a mom, I feel like that was a challenge. And the teacher's trying to play me. And it will never happen again miss I don't even know what lady name yet it's been three weeks but yeah I think that that's probably my mom guilt because we don't do we don't fail tests around here no more obviously but he had to get the test signed and so Dallas was so sad bringing me the piece of paper like I was gonna be mad at him like I don't know that I did not study one night with you so it's like it's fine I'll sign this but I don't want him to feel afraid to have me sign his F's um because we we fallen together around here and we gon' we gonna get him together too. Seven out of twenty. What did I say? Ten. I'm dead. He got a seven out of twenty. Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> ha! Failed. Just Super so fail. Yeah, just so I you guys can them understand them. why this was so terrible for us. They, the lady was like, "Please." She didn't even. Mm. Yes, it was a bad spelling test. But they have twenty spelling words for, and this is not how you wean people out of summer, um fun. So. We're getting it together, us as um, a unit. Diz, Dallas, and I—we're gonna be attacking these spelling tests, and I'll let y'all know how he does next week. So, keep your head up, y'all. Keep your emotions together. Try to at least cry in the shower. That's what I've been working on. Um, but I think that we're—you know—we're gonna make it through. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Make sure you follow our um, Instagram page, Mommy's Anonymous, and stay tuned for our next episode next week. Bye, guys.